Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You found Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. A deep dive on one player. In just five to ten minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I'm Paul Charchian. My co-host today, Tyler Canabley, as he has been for all of these. Now you don't get to do them all, Tyler. We get to rotate in the regulars too. Okay. All right. I mean, Who's they get to make an appearance. Who's you know? taking my spot? Uh, well, all of them have expressed interest. Oh. Now, I think you got them a little nervous. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you like that? Yeah. I like that. Watch right, out, watch out competitive. Brian. Competitive. That's right. <laughs> uh, today's Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition will focus on new Detroit Lions running back David Montgomery. I. This is a very interesting case because where his ADP is right now, I think is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to dive into it. So he was uh, last year, he finished as the RB28 in average points per game. He's currently going off the board as the RB21, which seems like a pretty high. That's like a mid-RB2, low-end RB2, I guess. Yep. Uh, he was he had a pretty decent year last year. Like, this is a guy who can he can make people miss. He was sixth in rush attempts per broken tackle. The only guys that were above him were Jonathan Taylor, Lamar Jackson, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Derrick Henry. Those are good running exactly. backs and, and Lamar then it, Jackson. Yep, and then, it's, and then it's David Montgomery. David Montgomery. So, he's not a bad running back. He's not. I think the most damning thing about David Montgomery right now is that Chicago let him go. Yeah. Made no effort to sign him. They, had the, they rolled into the offseason with the most cap space of any team and made no effort to keep David Montgomery. What do they know? What is it about him? Or is this just that they think Khalil Herbert is that good? Yeah, maybe they just really like Khalil Herbert and thought they could kind of get what they got from Dave Montgomery mm-hmm. from Khalil Herbert. And yeah. I think they only paid Deonta Foreman like a million or two. It was yeah. not a big yeah, contract right. at all. So right. I think they thought they could get what they got, just save mm-hmm. a little bit of money and kind of a little bit of addition by subtraction. Right. Now, in Detroit, without a doubt, the number one question on Montgomery is, is he going to get the goal line touches that Jamal Williams got last year? And I don't think we can say for certain that he... I mean, I, I don't think that Swift is going to get them. Okay. Let's just start with that because Swift only had four touches inside the five-yard line last mm-hmm. year. That's not a high number and were those, at all. And were those four were all carries? You all carries, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah, four I carries. I think he had yep. some receptions from up close. Yes. Um, yep, and that's... I mean, and what Williams must have had... 20? Jamal Williams was first in carries with 29 attempts 29 from inside attempts, the five. He, which that, is insane. That by turned the way. into 12 touchdowns. Yes. 29 attempts, 12 touchdowns. The next closest person for with attempts from inside the five was Zeke at 19. So he had right. 10 more touchdowns. Yeah. 19-20 is in a typical year is where your number one most used inside the five runner typically comes in. And as regular listeners to the show know, because we talk about inside the five all the time. From inside the five, you're looking for a 50% touchdown rate. 
So what we really wanted to see from, from Jamal Williams on those 29 attempts was closer to 14, 15 touchdowns. We got 12. That wasn't bad. Um, and then Williams scored a couple others along the way, but most of his were from up close. So uh, I did a little digging on this, trying to figure out how many touchdowns we can get for Montgomery. Get this. Detroit ran the second most rushing plays from inside the five-yard line, 40 rushing plays from inside the five, second most. Only Philadelphia had more, and it's because they love to run their quarterback from inside the five. You could draw a reasonable conclusion, Tyler, that the Lions aren't going to run 40 more times from inside the five and that they'll even out their run-to-pass ratio a little bit more next year. But then I dug up their pass stats from inside the five. They were second in pass attempts from inside the five. They were second in run attempts, second in pass attempts from inside the five. They're pl- they kept getting tackled inside the five. And they kept having situations from inside the five, and they had an almost even number of run and pass plays from inside the five, which I found staggering that one team could run the second most runs and the second most passes from inside the five. If you had a Monroe St. Brown on your team last year and you watched Red Zone, the amount of times that he got tackled at like the two yard line right. was unbelievable. He should have like he should have like twenty touchdowns last season from the amount of times he got tackled at the one. So we should break him down sometime. Yeah, and we, we'll yeah. Get, well, you should dig into that data too. I, but I'm going to let's now do that him on a future it. show. Sometime. Yes, I also dove into like the inside the five stuff as well because I was trying to I, like you. I was trying to figure out how many touchdowns could we see from Dave Montgomery and how many carries that would be. So I took the top fifteen players and attempts from inside the five and calculated the average attempts per. TD. So, and again, the typical ratio, we're, we love to get around a 50% ratio. So about two attempts for every one touchdown. Yep. So there were 213 attempts among the top 15 guys of rushes inside the five and 89 touchdowns. So on average, it took 2.4 rushing attempts to get one rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Montgomery's average over the past two seasons is actually better at 1.9 attempts Ooh, that's per good. touchdown. All right. And you combine that with the high, the tackles uh, per broken mm-hmm. percentage that I mentioned earlier. So Montgomery just feels like a guy who he's not going to go down when he gets touched the first time. So let's just say this outright. David Montgomery's a better running back than Jamal Williams is. Oh, for sure. It's that's, not close, yes, right? Yes. So, you know, if we can get close to the same number of touches, or even less, even if even if David Montgomery doesn't get 29 attempts, if he's closer to what is a more traditional 22 attempts for a for which is still a lot, because he's better at converting those into touchdowns, he could still end up at the same 12 touchdowns just from inside the five. Plus, Montgomery is a way more dynamic runner who's going to score more touchdowns from outside of the five yard line than Jamal Williams did. Exactly, and I think one thing that you're not really worried about, but just intrigued by is the DeAndre Swift factor in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because I was a huge Swift guy last season, absolutely massive. And the, just, he never got the ball or never got a carry inside. He got, he was hurt, but then when he came back, Mm -hmm. it just felt like I was seeing a little bit too much of, of Craig Reynolds and Jamal Williams for my liking if I was a Swift owner. So, okay. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. Swift got hurt early, yes. missed a bunch of games, then came back and was clearly laboring on one leg. And they dialed way back his usage because every time they tried to keep using him, he kept re-injuring himself. So Swift could be a much bigger wild card. A healthy Swift, who was, what was he, a second-round pick three years ago? I mean, he's still a, he, was a, he was a special talent coming out of, coming out of college. He's looked brilliant in, in some plays. If Swift rolls into this season healthy and he plays this season healthy, he can be, I think, a bigger spoiler 
not inside the five, because I don't think that's his deal. But broadly, he can siphon up way more carries than he got last year, I think. I agree with you in terms of, I think, in between like the 20s, Mm-hmm. I think Swift is their guy because he he has a lot of speed. He has, his receiving profile is a lot better than pretty much anybody, like a lot of running backs in the league. Yeah, and he's just a great, like you said, a great prospect. I'm just worried that I would just I, I want to see what they're going to do in the red zone with him. Are they just gonna, is it just going to be okay, Dave Montgomery time? Here you go, or is Swift going to get a little bit more involvement inside the ten, inside the five? So if Jamal Williams was good for twelve touchdowns just from inside the five and whatever sixteen on the season. Um, what do you think? Give me just the touchdown total you think David Montgomery gets. So if we apply the uh, the rushing attempts per t- rushing touchdown, the mm-hmm. 2.4 that I was talking about earlier, let's say uh, David Montgomery gets 20 carries, which would be nine less than what Jamal got last season. That's still going to be eight rushing touchdowns from inside the five if you do yeah, the Yeah, but he's 1.9 attempts per touchdown. Exactly, with so Bears, it might so be, be even higher. higher. Might, yep. That might be 10 touchdowns. Um, I, I think Montgomery... Again, assuming he plays all season, uh, I think he could be looking at a, at a 13 to 16 touchdown season, and he's going off the board as running back 21. It'd be impossible for him to finish lower than running back 21 on 12, 13, 14 touchdowns. That's that's if he gets the touchdowns, though. So you, if you, I think if you, if you're Swift drafting, ain't getting the touchdowns. Well, if you're dra- they've made that clear. <laughs> I, I agree with ben you. Ben Johnson's still the offensive coordinator. I, I don't think that changes. He's got his inherent biases. He saw what worked last year, and Jamal Williams worked. I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you on this. I just think that it's always so risky when you're like, I just if he I need him to get touchdowns, but if he doesn't get touchdowns, mm-hmm. he's not going. To, it's going to be like Jamal last year. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he's going to have like 11 carries for 39 yards or something like that. I mean, not 11 for 39, but yeah. it's in that range. Well, those are the Jamal Williams non-touchdown games. He killed you. Exactly. Super dangerous guy in guillotine form. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, Jamal Williams was. Uh, David Montgomery is going into this season as well, although he can catch. I mean, David mm-hmm. Montgomery can catch. I mean, Swift is still, I think, the primary pass catcher out of that backfield. But unlike Williams, who really wasn't using that role at all, I think Montgomery gives them some pass catching options. And if Swift does get hurt, unlike Jamal Williams, David Montgomery can be a 22-touch-a-game guy, and that could give him RB5 upside. That Jamal Williams never had, DeAndre Swift never has. I think Craig Reynolds might be a bit more of a, a nuisance in that spot than you may realize. No I, I, they re-signed him. They like Craig Reynolds. No, I know they like him, but he's not He's not siphoning off a bunch of work from David Montgomery. Yeah. No, no. chance. We'll see. I, I just I, I think they like the running back by committee approach a little bit too much. All right, but, so who are the other running backs going, getting drafted around David Montgomery? Yeah, so let's see who you like uh, in terms of, like, these are the guys going around him. So we got DeAndre Swift at RB21. So he's well, I going, thought David Montgomery was RB21. Oh, I'm sorry, RB20, my bad. Okay. Um, that's, uh, so to me, go- clearly Montgomery. I want the touchdowns. I okay. want touchdowns on my fantasy team. Gotcha. Not close. Montgomery. J.K. Dobbins. <sighs> Dobbins was sneaky good last year. Did you see the way he was running? It looked like he was limping like yes. while he was running. But and he still averaged five and a half yards per carry. Crazy. He's going to be a lot more healthy this year coming yes. out a year removed from the ACL. So. Uh, I think I'm going with Montgomery because of the quality of overall offense. Okay, I think I take Dobbins there just from the pure rushing attack, okay. I think. Isaiah Pacheco, RB23. Mm-hmm. Let's say they, don't, let's say they don't draft yeah, anybody. He doesn't catch uh, too many other options to score. I'm going Montgomery. Okay. Joe Mixon, let's say he he's plays washed. for Cincinnati. Dude is washed. You, you don't think he... I it, think, let's say he's on Cincinnati. He's in the same role he was last season. You'd rather have David Montgomery? Yes. 
I, I just think I'm out on Joe Mixon. Just watching watching him play, and, and I backed him in a lot of leagues last year because I loved the improved offensive line and the fact that he was going to get most of the work. And he still got most of the work. Dude didn't do anything with it. Man, his runs were so pedestrian. He still like a five-touchdown game, though. Yeah, take Well, no, that was P. Ryan's five-touchdown game, wasn't it? No, it was Mixon. Mixon had a five-touchdown okay. game. Yeah. yeah, how many other games did he have? touchdowns in. I'm, not, I'm still pretty oh, sure yeah, he finished like an RB10 last uh, year, and that offense, really? if he can just play the Zeke role, I'm fine with it. I'll take, I, I think I'd take Mixon over Montgomery, right. just because I think if, like, again, if he's there, we'll, he's got some legal stuff going on, we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, but, that too. Yeah, alright, last one. Cam Akers, RB25. Now, Akers did look pretty dynamic late in the season. He looked fully recovered from the Achilles injury, but man, he killed fantasy owners for three months, and that that team still doesn't, you know, even when they bring back Cooper Cup, you still have a terrible offensive line. Uh, Stafford's a huge question mark right now. I can't do it. I can't. I would not take that. I would not take Cam Akers. You know, we just, I just gave you a scenario where David Montgomery is a legitimate top five running back. If DeAndre Swift it gets hurt again, Montgomery turns into 22 touches a game and a top five running back. Cam Akers doesn't have that in any scenario. Yeah, the way... It, the season started for him because it was that the first opening night he got like two carries and everyone's like what is going on here right, <laughs> we, right. we just spent a, a fifth round pick on him and he got like two carries yes and then it didn't really get better than that remember I mean he just he languished for a long time and then and then Cam Akers, and then Baker came in then and Cam Akers got kicked around. off the team for two weeks and, yeah you know all of that yeah yes. after all that stuff like I would be surprised it, the way this running back class is in the draft, mm-hmm. they're going to draft somebody and they're going to want to use them. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah, about Kyron that. Williams it's, is not the answer there either. So no, I was hopefully would be if only because everybody else stunk. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, let's try Kyron Williams, but that didn't pan out at all. Um, and it's such a deep draft on running backs. Yep. By the way, coming up this this coming, I think this week's fantasy football weekly on Friday will be about rookie running backs. So we'll have a ton of yeah, so many good running backs in this draft class. Oh, jeez. Every time, every time I start digging into a new running back out of this draft class, I'm like, he looks awesome. This guy, there's so yep. many great guys. I'll just say real quick, class. my guy is Kendra Miller. That's my guy. It is. He is. I love Kendra Miller. Tank Bigby. I love oh, Tank Bigby. Okay, okay, okay. I just because of the name or because well, good? <laughs> it started with, that's a cool name. I should check him out. And yep. Then I'm watching the film and go, oh, man. And I'm surprised. He's moved up a lot in it. It felt like the Tank Bigsby steam has moved from round seven, round six, more to like round four and five as people are digging into his film and knowing he had like no help around him, terrible offensive line, bad offense in general. And they just look at what he did with special moves. Oh, Tank Bigsby's good. Yeah. I'm not saying he's he's in the, you know, the, I'm not saying he's a top two, three round guy, but I, I think in the right landing spot, he's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk more rookies later. Uh, thanks for listening. It's our, this is probably our longest. We got off track. It's probably our <laughs> longest of the Fantasy Football Weekly Micros. Back with more next week. If you have an idea for a guy you'd like us to talk about, David Montgomery came from Twitter. Uh, please let us know. I'm at Paul Charchi, and Tyler is at Tyler Kenable, K-N-A-E-B-L-E. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.